0: The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. They're giving away an autographed DeAndre Swift jersey and a merch store gift card. Get all the details by following them on Twitter at SGPN Fantasy. We're also brought to you by the MLB gambling podcast. They're giving away an MLB jersey as part of their wild card playoff contest exclusively in the SGPN app. Hey, everybody. every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. Driver! Start your
1: in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast.
0: I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll
1: wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me
0: from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things.
1: Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb.
0: Steady climbing the ranks of the SGPN Network Top Podcasts. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez, And we are about to take down some of the big hitters in the SGPN uh, world and, and all of the major sports. So, uh, Cody Thanks for coming along for the ride from day one. And for all of you for listening and making this part of a gigantic rocket ship, I just can't say thank you enough as as we kick this episode off because we just found out a couple days ago that we are steady on the climb, and I'm excited for it. And, Cody, I know you are too.
1: Yeah, agreed. Uh, I mean, things are booming and over at SGP. uh, September was a record month, over a million downloads on the network. Super awesome. I think we're up to like 29 shows on the network now. We're obviously, well, you've got half of them, but I'm blessed (laughs) to be on two of them at least. Uh, But yeah, man, it's it's impressive to see how strong we're holding in, uh, even during football season and everything. And that's all thanks to everybody who's listening. So we just want to say we really appreciate it and we're glad you've stuck with us and uh, continued our winning ways, at least so far. Indeed.
0: Again, this is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. You know that already. But today, of course, is the DFS part where we take a step back and give you some DFS plays at every price range. But Cody has alerted me to the fact that there is a lot of news. I had my head in the sand today, folks. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, my, uh, my other assignments that have, uh, that have come up over the last couple of days have taken me out of the, uh, the loop as far as NASCAR is concerned on Twitter. But that's why Cody's there, to keep up with stuff like this. Cody brought a handful of news today and, and some shocking stuff, to be honest with you, as we go across...
1: Yeah, I mean, I felt like we had a lot to talk about on the last two podcasts, and it's like, okay, we've gotten all this news out of the way. Like, today might just be a real short DFS episode, and then it's like, bam! No, thank you. So, after the Talladega race, um, it, we've seen this all year, and NASCAR's always done this for years and years, they will just randomly take two cars back to the Research and Development Center, inspect them, tear them down. There's always a lot of controversy. Why wasn't this found in post-race inspection pre-race inspection all this stuff there's only so much they can do without t- actually taking the car physically apart at the track and so that's why they do this it's checks and balances because you know at any point your car could be selected and we see it it results in penalties so it was kevin harvick martin truex jr's cars those were the ones taken back martin truex jr car passed fine the kevin harvick car did not so um they've not so what NASCAR released was that it was a modification of vendor-supplied body parts affecting aerodynamics. Uh, Bob Pachris believes that it was something to do with the deck lid on the back of the car from what he's heard. Uh, NASCAR's not released any more details. We'll see if we get them. But they get the same penalty that we saw Brad Kozlowski and the six-team get early on in the season. NASCAR is not messing around. So Rodney Childers, the crew chief, suspended for races fine 100,000. uh Kevin Harvick loses 100 driver points and 100 owner points um which most likely just means he finishes 16th. Since he made the playoffs, he's going to finish 16th in both those cuz that's well I guess maybe he could pass Bowman because Bowman's not racing, but but it, it it limits the team's options for for actually getting a decent finish on the points. Again, we talked about with the owner points you know, the better you finish, that's where you actually get paid. Um, So, <laughs> so Kevin Harvick never was on Twitter ever prior to like the last two months, maybe. And uh like he, he had like four tweets out and they were obviously like promotional tweets and stuff, but he's gotten obviously been very, pretty vocal here lately as has Childers both. I mean, Kevin Harvick came out with shirts that said, uh, happy's crappy auto parts or something <laughs> in reference to the car. They've, him and his crew chief have been very, very outspoken. So Harvick, quote, tweets the story from NASCAR, and uh, he says, strange. That was it. One word, strange. Then Rodney Childers, the crew chief, quote, te- quote, tweets it from NASCAR and says, shocker. So they're obviously thinking that this is NASCAR saying, you want to talk shit? Let's, let's play. Let's play. We own the sport. We run the sport. So you can take that either way, as you will. I mean is Rodney Childers going to push the limit always try different things? He just talked about it. He just made his 500th race start as a, as a crew chief. And they were talking about the tire pressure things. And he said in the 499 previous starts, every single one of them, I didn't go based off the recommended tire pressures. Like he's one of the best crew chiefs in the garage. He knows what he's doing. He always has pushed the envelope. They're out of the playoffs. They really don't have anything to lose. Yeah. It sucks to miss four races. Yeah, the fine sucks. We talked about that with the Ty Gibbs thing, dropping the bucket for these guys and these teams. Honestly, in the points thing, again, it's going to cost them some money. But, you know, what did they maybe learn from this or whatever? Were they probably trying things out? That would be my guess. They obviously think it's a witch hunt because of the comments they've made. Could be either. Could be a little bit of both. They could have said, we're going to randomly select you because of this. And then, you know, they still failed. Who knows what the deal was. But, uh, yeah, pretty uh pretty exciting day in the NASCAR Twitter world from that part of it alone.
0: You know, that's like when you're at work and you don't say anything for a very long time and then all of a sudden you start talking about, you know, maybe how late you're getting kept or, you know, start bringing up some, and then all of a sudden you notice that your work's coming back and your boss is uh, nitpicking a lot more than normal and you're thinking to yourself... Mmm maybe it's because I said something and maybe yeah
1: that yeah that or or I go on vacation to, to Colorado a couple of years ago and I I come back and I have a random drug test the next week I'm like
0: <laughs> really <laughs> really we're doing this okay. you know Whatever. honestly that kind of <laughs> happened to me in that I went to a 311 concert and and oh. I came back and I I was joking with my friend cuz you know I'm in the I'm in the National Guard and I was joking mm-hmm. with my friend and I said watch you watch. I'm I'm coming up on that random list of folks. Uh, I mean, obviously, did nothing at that 311 concert. But by the same token, I come
1: back and all of a sudden it's like,
0: uh, "Hey, Mr. Via Gomez, you are now going to be in." And I was like, "Uh huh, uh huh." Yeah, this was
1: yeah shortly after the you know Colorado had just made le- weed legal. <laughs> it was still kind of newer and all that, and it was like, I mean, I passed the drug test fine. I still have the job, but it was. <laughs> It was funny because it's like ah, randomly, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Your I random selection <laughs> is
0: very random.
1: Yes, very, very random. <laughs> but, but yeah. So there was that, and then uh, that's not even the end of the news. Uh, Colleg racing they had had scheduled for like the past month this date, where they were going to release drivers info and stuff, leaked out. It was the last weekend I think uh, that that AJ Allmendinger would be moving to the Cup Series. So from the 16 Xfinity ride into the 16 Cup ride uh, full-time, Justin Haley was going to be back. He already had a multi-year deal, but they did confirm that today. So those two drivers will be full-time on the Cup side of things. Uh, Landon Castle will be back in the 10 car. On the Xfinity side of things, Chandler Smith is going to move from the truck series. He obviously races the 18 truck for Kyle Busch Motorsports right now. He's going to move into the 16 full-time for a colleague in the Xfinity series. And they said they would like to keep Daniel Hemrick. And I'm trying to find a reason why, and I'm not really sure what that is, but their funding is not there right now. Hemrick doesn't bring a lot of sponsorship with him. So I think that's that's gonna be an issue with him. I mean, that's something very normal in these series. A lot of guys get these rides because they bring sponsorship money. Not necessarily that they're not talented. Hemrick won a championship last year. You know, He ran good in that 18 car. We give him a lot of crap because he's not doing good this year. And he, you know, couldn't hardly win other than that one race last year. But, but, you know, guys like Michael Annette stayed around in the Xfinity series so long because he brought the Flying J sponsorship. You got Brandon Jones. Uh, he's been in the Xfinity forever because he's got the Menards, the Ream connection, all that. So that's pretty normal. Um, Something that that's notable about this is Toyota. Obviously the, the Kyle Busch Motorsports trucks are Toyotas right now. Chandler Smith, a Toyota driver, they lose him to Chevy. Toyota has a really good pipeline for developing drivers. Unfortunately, they don't have a lot of rides at the Cup Series level with just six now, but for a while it was just the – well, I guess they had the four Gibbs cars and then you had the Furniture Row car and the Levine family car, but those were kind of whatever. But they have a really good pipeline, but nowhere to put them. They've lost guys like uh, William Byron, guys like Bubba Wallace – uh, there's been other notable Toyota drivers that left the Toyota stable and moved to Chevy. This is going to be another one, you know, who knows where Chandler Smith goes down the road, but a big step for him. Obviously, KBM is probably not going to be a Toyota thing anymore with Kyle Busch moving to Chevy in the Cup Series. They're still working out the deal. They've not officially announced anything, but Toyota has moved on from Kyle Busch, basically. They're going to invest their money into David Gilland Racing, which currently has the one of Haley Deegan, the 17 car that rotates, and then the, what is the other car they have, or truck they have? Gosh, it just slipped my mind. I can't even think of it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time coming is up it with Is it the Zane stuff. Smith?
1: Yeah, the 38. The 38, right? that's it, yeah. it. Popped in my head, the 38, the 38, 38 yeah. yeah. That's, the other, that's the other DGR truck. So they're going to leave Ford, and they are going to move to Toyota and basically be the new, it sounds like, be the new pipeline team, the new KBM, in the truck series, and they are going to be a four-truck team, which also then affects Haley Deegan. We talked about her making her first Xfinity series start at Vegas coming up. Well, she's a Ford contracted driver and has contracts for Stewart Haas Racing. Uh, they had a partnership with with DGR, or whatever. So, like we kind of talked about before, this most likely, we kind of figured that Ford probably wanted to move her up into Xfinity now. Anyways, I would imagine we'll see an announcement soon, whether it's the 98 Stuart Haas car, whether they add a second car back, they've had multiple cars before they had the 98, the double zero, they've had other ones. Um, so whether they do that or whether she goes in like the SS green light, the zero seven car, like she's racing that Stuart Haas affiliated, but a whole big shakeup throughout all of NASCAR kind of with, again, more of these dominoes falling, which we had talked about from the Kyle Busch news. Like a lot of this has to do with the Kyle Busch news, the Dinger thing is not related, but the Chandler Smith thing, which then leads to, you know, some of these other guys and, and gals with Haley Deegan as well being affected by all the dominoes falling into place. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of that shakes out kind of who the Toyota drivers end up being John or We still don't have any news on him. Does he go over to DGM and, and race their car or DGR and race their cars? Does he move up to the Xfinity series and Gibbs cars? Obviously, all stuff we can get on later on as we get the news, but a lot of dominoes in the NASCAR world kind of falling today in place with all of that news. And that all
0: happened in 24 hours. That that's an insane yeah, news we just cycle. That's recorded
1: last night, Rod. Jeez. <laughs> like literally,
0: <laughs> can they just push pause for just a second? Look, we still got races to race, man. I I don't know what's going on. All this offseason stuff can wait till the offseason. We still have two
1: months to fill in that area. So we're gonna have plenty of time to break down all these changes and everything then, too, for Actually, sure. Yeah, we will. We, that's, we can get really deep into the weeds with some of this stuff. That's gonna be fun. That's the good
0: stuff. And then obviously, when the future odds start coming out for the next season. Oh, man, I, I feel no lack of, uh, of content for us to cover as we start to get closer to the end of the season. Um, all right, Cody, well, then let's do this. Let's step away for a break, and we'll come back and start giving them some drivers to target in their DFS lineups. So let's get back to it. But first, let's ask you, you're thinking of joining WinBet? Well, now's the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet plus the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Looking to join the WinBet biggest winner's club? Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 Free bet last week, someone turned six dollars into four thousand dollars. Plus, they got a free one thousand dollar bet. Win bet truly hashtag dgens only. So much to choose from. All you got to do, head over to sportsgamilypodcast.com slash win bet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamilypodcast.com slash W I N N B E T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions. winbet.com must be twenty-one or older. And present. In the state. playthrough. through. winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. You watch football? Yeah, you do. You need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football. With NFL Red Zone. Plus games in 4K at no extra charge you get over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable go watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based dvr plus no contract no commitment and you can cancel at any time right now you could try fubo tv free for seven days and get 15 percent off your first month just go to fubo sgp that's f-u-b-o-t-v.com slash s-g-p DFS, DFS, um, okay, yeah, NASCAR DFS, <laughs> obviously you can get in on a contest uh, every week in the Discord, Cody always puts out a link, and has been for many, many years, that, that's basically, Cody, I think how our friendship began, I joined the Slack, started playing in the DFS, started taking all your guys' money, and then uh, promptly decided that I would rather have you on my side
1: than against you, so uh, uh, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, that, that contest has been going for quite some time. We've, we've got the, the Sports Gambling Podcast group on on the, the site there to use. And, and then, yeah, just shared the link in, in Slack, and, and there was always a few of us doing it. And then we've moved it over as we've obviously grown into Discord now and share the link there every week. Uh, been putting out Truck and Xfinity ones too. Not a lot of people are, are big takers on that. Uh, I can always count on Hard Flex Bro from the Discord. <laughs> he uh, He's always in there. Trying trying to get at me. We split that this week. I think I got the trucks. He got the Xfinity. But uh, it's always a good time. And then, you know, every once in a while, if you beat beat me like, uh, like the Gindi 500, he, he likes to talk his shit then. But <laughs> It's so much fun. I love it. It's a good time. <laughs> uh, all right.
0: As we do each and every week, though, we break down three different drivers for you at three different price, poises, uh, price points. I, I feel like I cheated a little this week, and I'll tell you why uh, later.
1: But we always to with one high- of my drivers. I'll tell you that. Look, bro i got I, rod beat me to the document which he creates by the way well but uh
0: normally i, I got in there first, normally i give you first crack at it so Dizzily,
1: yeah you, i was a little late to getting to it today i, I was a little busy this afternoon <laughs> and then yeah i go into the doc and i start typing in the name and i look up and i'm like "Motherfucker, you <laughs> took it so at least you know there's one guy we really agree on this weekend we we'll, uh You'll have to wait for the big you know, reveal on that
0: one. we've been <laughs> hosts for 66 episodes together. I'm pretty sure I know you by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> uh,
1: all right, we give you... You, you high- me my big one, so I was happy about that. I figured you knew which one I was going to take in the tank. Well,
0: yeah, I definitely Obviously. knew that one, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we give you a high price, a mid price, and a low price driver. Like I said, kind of fudged it a little bit this week, but... Whatever. Uh, so we'll start with you, Cody, uh, as if anybody who listens to this show with any sort of regularity already knows, but go ahead and tell everybody what they already know.
1: Yeah. So a uh, big shocker here. My top guy is going to be Chase Elliott. I, I mean, I-, I laid out the case in the betting episode. He's obviously, I'm a big fan of his, but he's also the best road course racer there is. He should have been in the, he should have finished in the top five in all five road course races this year. The two he didn't was the pit penalty uh, at the end of the stage. I think it was the second stage for whatever stage at Sonoma. That cost him. Still came back to get, I think, like an eighth place finish in that one. And then he was second on the green-white checkered, going into turn one after uh, the restart at the Indy uh, road course. Got just, just dumped and destroyed there. Ends up like 16th. But was running up front all day, leading laps. Road courses, uh, again, are... are more reliant. There's obviously less laps. There's less laps to lead. Uh, there's less fastest laps. So it's going to be a lot more reliant on place differential and finishing position. Finishing position is extremely important. And Chase Elliott is a guy who's going to get you finishing position. He's going to get you fastest laps. He's going to get you laps led. The way I envision this weekend going is he starts in the top two cars. Actually, I need to see what his pole bet or odds are because I'm planning on betting that as well. I think it's just going to be a Chase Elliott weekend he has nothing to lose. He can just go out there, be himself, drive his race. He's been good here. He's won here multiple times. He's a, he's a streaky driver. He won last week at Talladega. He's going to carry that momentum forward. He's trying to grab those extra bonus points going forward into the next round. Um, again, he has seven road course wins. He's got three second-place finishes at road courses, uh, and he hasn't won any this year. As shocking as all that is and as good as he's been, I mean, even at like Road America, he dominated that race and Reddick just ran him down at the end. He, he couldn't, uh, you know, couldn't be stopped, but, but, um, yeah, it's Chase Elliott for me. He's going to get a good finish. I don't care where he starts. He's going to lead laps. He's probably going to be pretty popular. So, you know, as we always suggest fade him in some places in case something happens, something breaks, he wrecks, has a bad day, whatever. But for me, he's, he's kind of just going to be my first person that I'm going to build around no matter where he starts. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm just all in on Elliot this weekend. Him to win this race is probably gonna be the biggest bet I've placed this year. I'm very confident in him this weekend and I'm going to ride that all the way. So you like Elliot. That's, that's what I'm getting out of this, right? <laughs> Noted, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, when you are as young as you are And you're already third on the list all time of road course wins. Uh, Granted, I get it. I know that there's been more road courses over the last few years, but still, I mean, there's a lot of drivers that aren't third on that list as far as, and they've all had the same shot. So for him to be that dominant, and and we've always talk about him and write about him when it comes to these road courses, and you just know that he is going to do well. You're absolutely
1: right. So. So randomly out of nowhere, too. Like, no road course racing background. No, you know, he wasn't like one of those guys who raced in, like, you know, street-type cars on track. Like, some of these guys like Allmendinger, Sindrick. You, you know, you expect those types of guys to be good because they've got that background. Elliot didn't really have it, and then it was just, like, you know, unleashed, and he was just really good at it right from the get-go, and he hasn't looked back. Obviously, seven wins on road courses most NASCAR drivers don't get seven wins in their career period. And he's got five this year already. And none of them have been road courses. Uh, If you'd have told me at this point in the season, he's got five wins on the season. I'm betting at least three, probably four of them on road courses, five wins, none on road courses. He wants to get a road course one. He still wants to be the top road course guy. That's what he's known for. So I, I'm all in on Elliot this weekend. And I am a fan, but don't take that as bias because I've faded him at points this season as well. Now I've ridden him a lot, but he's also been the most consistent driver. We saw the points lead that he built up and, and won the regular season before even getting to Daytona. So I know when to play him and when not to, maybe even more so because I am a fan. You know, it's like when you watch your your NFL team, or your college team, and you're like, I know their strengths and weaknesses, you kind of know what's going to happen. So don't don't take... My fandom bias. I can I can set that down when it comes to winning bets, as I've proven with Benny Hamlin all season.
0: (laughs) Oh, that poor eleven car. Uh, (laughs) but yeah, I mean there are some people that are sickeningly good at things from the get-go. And yes, Elliot is one of those. So uh, definitely load him up. He is gonna be popular. Uh, So definitely take a step back on a couple of of your lineups and go elsewhere. And let me give you where else to go, and I'll give you Kyle Larson. He's $10,300, just a little bit underneath Kyle Larson or uh, Chase Elliott. But, you know, they are both Hendrick Motorsports teammates and You know, look, it's not for nothing, but Kyle Larson pretty much made himself a a pretty decent name once he jumped in that five car as a road course uh, contender. You go back to all the way his first road course as a driver of the number five. That Daytona road course was a horrible day for him. He finished 30th, but then he ripped off a second place at Coda. He won Sonoma 16th at Road America, but came back and won Watkins Glen, third on the Indy road course, won the Charlotte Roval here last year. Um, obviously, we know that that could have been Chase Elliott's, but you know his his teammate ended up winning it anyways. Um, this year at Coda, some bad luck. Sonoma pit strategy screwed him there, but he came back with a third place at Road America. Uh, another, I mean, damn near took out Ty Dillon midair. At, at, at Indy finished thirty fifth, but came back and won Watkins Glen. So Kyle Larson always dangerous on road courses. I mean, absolutely always dangerous on road courses. He has not put together the type of season that you want to see out of a former champion, out of a champion from even last year. But by and large, he's still managed to keep himself in contention and, and within striking distance of actually winning this thing if he can put together a few good races. And what better racetrack to do it on than on this Roval in which he has won, which he did win last year. And here's the thing about Kyle Larson. Like, there are... Times in the, early in the season where you can say, I'm going to make a strategy call, like he did in Sonoma, which led to a 15th place finish. He was chasing points. He was chasing a different type of strategy. You can't do that here. This is it. This is a cutoff race. Granted, he's got a little bit of a good cushion, but anything can happen. He gets wrecked out again like he did in Indy. He could be on the bad end of that cut line if everybody else has a better finish than him and, you know, the the stars align or whatever. So he has to go out, and he'd love nothing more than to win this race like Elliott did last week. That way he doesn't have to worry about anything. And for Kyle Larson, a track like this, a run like he's on right now as far as just being able to, to go out and run clean races... Um, I definitely would take him and, and load him up in some of yours. If you want to step away from, uh, Elliot for a couple of your, your lineups.
1: Yeah, agreed. He's another great play. Obviously we, we talked about him as well on the betting show, a very, very good road course racer knows how to get it done. He is only 18 points above the cutoff line, so he knows he needs to show up he needs to run his type of race. And I think he will, I think there's multiple ways you can play this, um, where you can, if you do Elliott and Larson, that's a little bit risky. You're kind of at road courses. You kind of need to pick your one guy you think is going to lead a ton of laps. I think there is scenarios where you could play both though. They could easily split leading this race. One of them leads half. The other one leads the other half. They finish first and second. That would be ideal. So I think there's multiple ways you can play it. I would probably say you pick one of them and then build out from there. Um, as far as strategy wise, but Again, it, as crazy as yours been, you can just plug in anything and everything, and you never know what'll hit. <laughs>
0: yeah, especially for some of these multi entries. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna put in twenty entries in in some of these, or heaven forbid, one hundred and fifty. I don't know how you guys do it. I. I Honestly, one or two is enough for me. I can't do 150, man.
1: Yeah, I've done a few of the 20s sometimes, and it gets after a while, you're like, man, how many more combinations of stuff that I feel okay putting in here can I possibly find? Like,
0: That's where the optimizers come into place, right? Yeah. That's where everybody just starts running their algorithms. And man, I ain't got time for algorithms. <laughs> I yeah, literally I just want to put them together. <laughs>
1: Like as Kramer says, we're handcrafting this, right? <laughs> yeah, there you,
0: see, that's what I'm talking about. We handcraft. Uh, we like to do this. We're not machinery. We love to do this as a as a human being. So, um, all right. So we got Kyle Larson. We got Chase Elliott. Obviously, the two Hendrick drivers who have uh, cemented their names in road course glory or uh, in the circuit over the last couple of seasons as our uh, two top price drivers. We're going to step away for a second, come back with some mid-tier drivers. I have a feeling that this is the one where I sniped Cody, uh, but I'll, I'll – uh, I'll, oh, no. Ah, okay, that's fine. We'll, we'll just come back to that there on the next one. But let's step away and come back afterwards with our mid price drivers. But let's get to it. Let's talk about the Elias Game Plan app, shall we? Did you ever wish that before every NFL game you could get up-to-date and accurate information before placing bets or locking in your fantasy lineups? Well, now you can with the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. What, whenever you're a part of, whatever it is, whether it's a fantasy tournament placing bets or just a huge sports fan and stats nerd, the Elias Game Plan has everything that you need. Elias Game Plan is a sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats. That's the Elias Game Sports Bureau. The official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports League since 1913 you see in here there are trusted facts all the time from espn your local radio broadcast television broadcast but now you too can have all the stats facts and team player updates in the palm of your hand all backed by the renowned research team we all give so many different stats here we give stats out to back up every single one of our bets every single one of the piece of information that we give you all across the SGPN. and we need you to understand that our stats and our takes and everything that we share with you is backed by cold, hard facts and not just our intuition. Are there gut plays? Yeah, absolutely. But they're backed by the research from the Elias Game Plan app that we can give to you with full certainty that we are giving you the information you need. So take this NFL season to the next level. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. Choose from the plans when you subscribe. You can either do weekly, monthly, or annual, but... I can get you 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription. Just use our promo code SGPN25. Find the Elias Game Plan app on the Google Play Store or the App Store and use that promo code SGPN25. No house advantages changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick 'em contests versus other people or for the shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry. If you hit all of your picks, Bet on up to five player props over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily for- daily sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with the promo code SGPN at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25. Not to say that you could fit both of Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson in your lineups at the same time, but if you wanted to, you're going to need a little help on the back end of this to do it. Uh, and we are going to give you two drivers that hopefully, or even just a step down from both of them, if you want to get funky with it and and put one of these guys as your high price guys and load up on mid tier guys. Um, then the, these are your guys for you. So, uh, Cody, why don't you hit him with your mid tier driver?
1: Yeah, this is this is kind of a beautiful section to to be in this weekend. Um, I'm going to go a guy I gave out again on the NASCAR gambling podcast. Again, a lot of times DFS and, and the gambling part of things kind of cross over. Austin Cindric is another guy I really like this weekend. Um, in the five races that we've run on road courses this year, his worst finish is 13th. He also had a second place at the Indy Roval or at the Indy road course race. Um, he's won five Xfinity series races on the road courses His average finish in three starts at this track in the Xfinity series is 3.7. He knows his way around road courses. One of those guys we talked about has that uh, road car, whatever you want to call it. Like he grew up that way, racing that kind of stuff. He's got a lot of experience with that. And he's transitioned that into the front. I mean, in the Xfinity series, we saw it. He he dominated for a while um, on the road courses before Almendinger kind of came in and started battling with him a lot more. Um, but, but Cindric has been really good and he's translated that very well into the cup series, into this new car. Again, an eighth place, a fifth place, a seventh, a second, and then the 13th place finish at Watkins Glen. Um, but all solid finishes. He's only 8,600 this week. So he's another guy that I feel like he's going to give you a solid finish no matter what. And he has the opportunity to lead some laps, put down some fastest laps. So Austin Cindric is a guy I can't pass up at 80 yeah 8600.
0: I don't really understand why he's not as heralded I guess as a rookie as he should be I suppose. I mean he does come in. He was the Daytona 500 and it's it's kind of like well, that's what we expected out of this kid, right? We expected him to be outstanding and and to just come into this this circuit and take it by storm. And then all of a sudden it was just a drop-off. And now he's steady having to climb his way back into the conversation, uh, which, I mean, he's doing, don't, don't get us wrong. I mean, he's putting together solid finishes. You talked about it on the gambling uh, on the gambling show as far as how he's a rookie. He's still in the playoffs, can still make it into the next round if he has a good showing at this race. And yet here we are sort of, you know, every once in a while dismissing him, thinking, well, okay, but he's just a rookie. Well, he's just a rookie, but he's a damn good rookie, and he, and he's really proven to be a driver that you will have to pay attention to going forward. It may not be the rest of this year, and, and you know, he may have a good showing at, at this race, but, you know, his season could very well, well, his regular season, or his playoffs could be over after this week. Um, but again, I feel like this is somebody you need to put on your radar anyways, just going forward and even talking about next year's futures for that matter.
1: Yeah. Agreed. I mean, obviously that, that number two car for Penske is a elite car. It's on one of the better teams and it's been, I mean, it's a historic car. We saw Rusty Wallace win so many races in that Brad. Kezlar Or I mean, Kurt Busch was in it for, for a hot minute. And then Brad Keselowski, was there another driver somewhere in there? I think Almondinger might've ran a few races in that car, but anyways, but Brad Keselowski obviously for a long time, was in that two car, brought Penske his first Cup Series championship in that car. Like that is the heralded car. We even talked about it um before the season. We weren't sure if he would get the number two car just because it is such a legendary car. Like that's big expectations you're putting on a rookie driver to give him that number. Like maybe you give him the twelve and you switch Blaney over or something like that just to not have the pressure of that number. But he's lived up to it. I mean, he he's outlasted Kevin Harvick. Kyle Bush, Martin Truex Jr. in the in the playoffs. Right now, again, this is before the William Byron hearing on Thursday where I, I believe they'll give him his 25 points back. but We don't know for sure, but he's tied at the cutoff line with Chase Briscoe, so he would be the car out because of the tiebreaker. But he has a really good shot of making it to the round of eight. And for a rookie just in general, that would be crazy. But a rookie in a year like this That's been so up and down. There's been so many things to learn and change and everything. He has just adapted very quickly. And and he's one of those guys too, that got the nepotism thing. Like, yeah, his grandpa or his dad doesn't own the team, but his dad is Tim Sindrick who runs the IndyCar operations for Penske. Like he's very like vice president of Penske or something like that, like very high up. And so there was those detractors too. And he's shut those people up and he's run really well. And again, on road courses, he's run extremely well. So I'm going to keep riding that. And again, a guy I'm not hearing a lot of talk about this week. Like there's not a ton of people from what I've heard anyways that have been talking about him, which I like when it comes to DFS guys like this. It's almost like a little gem that people aren't picking up on because, you know, he can do well and he can be somebody that can be a little different for you and perform well. In Indeed. Well, I'm going to take a guy that everybody's talking about, and I
0: honestly don't care. Yeah, uh, Cody knows that I went into this season. I've been, I'm a big, huge Jimmy Johnson fan. I have been for years. Uh, you guys already know that. If you first time listening to the show, that's my background. I'm a huge Jimmy Johnson fan. Always have been. Always will be. I didn't have a driver. Don't have a driver right now. Still, but this next guy's steady been making his case for me. Now that he's going to be a full time Cup driver again next season, I may go ahead and just fully embrace. This 16 car and AJ Allmendinger. Uh, look, I don't even really have to make the case for AJ Almondinger. He makes the case himself. We talk about him being a road course ringer before there really was a road course ringer uh, uh, term. But look, Xfinity style, dude's won the last three races here. Like, cut and dry. I mean, I know this is not a different This is not the same car. It's a totally different situation. Uh, but when you win three races in a row on a track. I don't care what you're driving. You could be driving a shopping cart and still turn in a good finish here. How has he done this season on road tracks? Well, Watkins Glen, he finished second to Kyle Larson, Uh, the Indy road course. (laughs) he Dude was literally roasting in that car. He could not, I mean, when he got out, he melted. I mean, I don't know how they got him back together, but the dude literally melted. His cool suit wasn't working. He was running on fumes. You could hear it in his voice. There was just nothing left for this guy. And then there was a caution on top of that, which even added laps to it. And he still managed to pull out a seventh-place finish. Could have won. I think if all things were equal, and if this cool suit was working, and if he didn't run out of water... I mean, you're just looking if watching him throw his water bottle is probably one of my favorite parts of the entire season. But, you know, if, if all that hadn't happened, I, I fully believe that he could have been up there fighting for the lead and fighting for the the win. Uh, but still a seventh place finish when the dude was literally in hell in that car. Not bad. Uh, ninth at Road America. Uh, 19th at Sonoma. But that was that was a weird race. That didn't shake out the way any Sonoma race had before it. So can't really do anything about that. He wrecked out of COTA. Um, 38th place finish at the Roval last year, but he does have one seventh place finish at the Roval in 2018. So, look, A.J. Allmendinger is money on road courses. He won the Indy Road Course. He's finished 5th at Coda. A couple of 7th place finishes uh, at the road course in Daytona. One at Watkins Glen. I could sit here for the next three hours and preach to you the gospel of A.J. Allmendinger, but... All I'm saying is in your DFS lineup for $9,400, that is a steal of a price for a guy that should be above 10K at this racetrack.
1: Yeah, no, I love this pick. I mean, you made the case for him. And keep in mind the Sonoma race, he was running really well. He didn't have power steering fluid or power steering at all and uh, ran well there until his arms fell out. And he, you know, ended up 19th or whatever you said, but he was running much better before that without power steering. The Coda race. He had a shitty finish, but if you remember about three corners from the finish, he was leading the race. So he got, you know, him and and Chastain and Bowman all got into it. Him and Bowman were on the losing end of that. So he's proven again this year and in this new car that he can do it. Now he's locked into the next round in the Xfinity race. We both think he's going to come out and probably dominate that race, possibly win. it. he's going to have those laps the day before translate that. It's a different car, but it still translates to the next day, the laps on the track like that where you need to you know breaking points and all this stuff where to set up moves and stuff it's all stuff you can translate and learn on saturday to sunday so aj is a play that i absolutely love as well and the fact that he's only pretty
0: much run road course races in the or in the cup series car this season like that's he's not having to relearn oval to road course it's basically been a road course setup for him in those cars so Uh, I I do like that aspect of it as well. Yeah, he's going to be focused on an Xfinity championship, but, um, look, when it comes to road courses, man, you're, you're just going to, you're either going to know how to do it or you're not. And AJ knows how to do it. So like I said, steady making the climb to be my, he may have topped Ross Chastain. Cody, that was the early favorite, but I think, uh, AJ Allmendinger is stealing my heart more than Chastain.
1: It's a it's a good pick. The only the only thing I would caution you is he's a little older, so you're not gonna be around as long as somebody like Chastain. I don't need a long term
0: no. commitment, buddy. I just hey, I just need someone go. to cheer for for the next few years till I go. can pick a younger kid. Right? That's book how there it. is. Book <laughs> it, book it. Uh, all right. Speaking of that, I think we have a couple of uh, a nice mixture of that uh, down at the bottom in our in our bargain picks for. Whoa, man! Why that finger slipped? Did you hear that? I didn't. <laughs> we'll be back. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about our low price drivers after this. It's after hours, kids. Just listen carefully. (laughs) Late night with Rod and (laughs) Cody. Late night with Rod and Cody. Take your Cavassier and hold it tight. Jesus Christ, we're off the rails. All right, we'll be right back. I drink coffee. How do you think I could stay this chipper this late at night? And the people that help me stay this chipper late at night is trade coffee. I got to tell you right now, folks. There are many, many things in life that I enjoy, but what I enjoy the most is coffee that I love, delivered to me exactly when I want it, at the intervals that I want it, and of course, just exactly what I need when I need it. I don't under—I don't know any other place in the world that will give me coffee on demand and the kind that I actually like. But Trade Coffee does exactly that. And they can do exactly that for you. And if you don't like the kind of coffee that I like, because let's face it, folks, I like coffee that's like rocket fuel. I need to keep myself way in the red all day long, a lot like these NASCAR drivers. But you may not want that. You may just want a nice little gentle stroll through the Roval this weekend. You may not want to redline it the whole damn way. That's all right, Trade Coffee is gonna do that for you too because if you take their quiz, they'll match you with exactly the kind of coffee that you want. And not just that, folks. It's not just random coffee that they're gonna match you with. It's coffee that they've tasted themselves so they know exactly what they're sending out to you is the most quality tasting coffee that you're ever gonna have in your entire life. I don't know why you're not trying this right now go take their quiz at drinktrade.com SGP. You're going to find out the kind of coffee that you like and then they're going to send it to you and they're going to tell you how it tastes because that's exactly what they do. Also, if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee and right now, Trade's offering you a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping if you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. Again, that's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off your subscription to the best tasting coffee in the country. We toss out, like I said, a lot of stats here, a lot of stats across the SGP, a lot of odds, a lot of odds shopping, uh, all kinds of promotional codes and everything like that. Look, we all now turn to one single source to do that instead of having 15 million tabs open across everybody's browsers in the country. OddsTrader.com. OddsTrader.com is the one-stop shop for all of the odds across all the major sportsbooks. Plus, compare the different sign-up codes from promotions and sports books to get the best deal. You get player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather. It's going to make you the single most informed better in the entire world. Again, you get the player stats, you get the key game stats, you get handicapping, you get projected game day weather, plus you get a bet tracker to keep track of all your betting activity and your games. Where can you find all that? It's OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire, OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire, OddsTrader. It's the number one site for all of your game day bets. I don't know about you, Cody, but I love me a good bargain, and I love finding good bargains, especially on DFS, because that means... That I can spend up for an AJ Almendinger and a Kyle Larson lineup. So, let's give the folks uh, a, a nice little salary relief. Uh, salary relief. <sighs> Whoever made up that phrase
1: is, uh, well, they're just shitty. So,
0: uh, all right, <laughs> give us your low price driver.
1: All right, low price, low price ish. But uh, you can make this. You can make. So, so I, I was trying to. Obviously, I always try to fit our entire guys in there. They don't all fit, but if you choose either the Kyle Larson or the Chase Elliott, and you obviously I would say build some with both because they could both you know dominate and do their thing, you can fit the rest of these guys in there very nicely, and then you can squeeze in a cheap guy down there at 5700 like Todd Gilliland that I talked about on the betting show that I really liked this weekend. So he's not an official play, but a little bonus for you. But a guy that I can't pass up on road courses, uh, Michael McDowell, 7300 Why is he so cheap? I have no idea. I don't care. I will take him. Again, in five races this year on road courses, similar to Austin Sendrick, who's all the way up at 8,600, Michael McDowell's worst finish was 13th. That was to open the season at Coda. Since then, a third place at Sonoma, sixth place at Road America, eighth at the Indy Road Course, sixth at Watkins Glen. McDowell has been known for quite some time to be, a very good super speedway racer and a pretty good road course racer. He seemed to have improved that even more with this new car. His actual, I mean, that that team has improved a lot in general. Um, as far as what they do week in and week out. He, I think, has the most. I think he had more top 10. I don't have the number right in front of me, but I think I saw it's like more top tens this season alone than he had in like his first four seasons with the team or something like that. Just crazy how much how much better they've been doing, how well they've been doing. Uh, obviously, you know, he won last year at the Daytona 500, made the playoffs, didn't do that this year, but he still had a solid season, and he's been very consistent at road courses. Again, guys that can be consistent and give you good finishes. Um, we'll see where he ends up qualifying because you kind of look back, most recently at the at Watkins Glen, he actually qualified third, but he finished sixth and still scored you 41 points. That's a lot of points for a guy down at this 7,300-point range. Um, go back to, to the Brickyard at Indy. Uh, he, he actually started seventh in that race, so pretty good qualifying efforts from him. Um, yeah, again, Road America, he started sixth there as well. But even if he's starting up front in all these races, start sixth, you finish eighth. You start seventh, you finish eighth. Um, you start third, you finish sixth. He's still getting you 34 points, 36 points. 41 points. So again, it's there, no matter where he starts. And I think that will scare people away. If he, if he is starting up in the top 10, people are going to be like, I need to get place differential. Place differential is important and you're going to need some, but you can also rely on a guy like this to get you a good solid finish. He could potentially lead some laps. We might see him, you know, swing some stage stuff and take some, some lead laps and all that. Um, so Michael McDowell seventy three hundred is a no brainer for me.
0: Well, I mean, you have to just look back to the last few races for him. Like seventy one points last week, right? Thirty one the week before. Eh, okay, thirty nine the week before that. Like they're all solid points finishes for DFS, and at that price range, you're looking at what three to four times uh, uh, what you're you're paying for him. So, I mean, that's what you want out of a guy that that inexpensive. You want at least three times what you're, what you're getting out of it. You can take four, if you want, but uh, you know, a good solid points day is what you want. And somebody who's not going to, um, really dip down below that 20 point range. And he doesn't do and that. If
1: he does start bad too, that's even more of a reason to play him. Cause then he can give you place differential on top of it as well. So I'm going to say no matter where he starts, I'm going to end up playing a lot of Michael McDowell for that reason. Yeah, definitely not a bad idea. I'm trying to scroll
0: through here real quick to see if there's one place where he start started really bad. Oh yeah, here we go. So, uh, the the M fan appreciation, uh, back there though. The 400 started 25th, finished eighth, got you 53 points on the day. He was $6,500 that day. So that is a classic example of what, uh, a Michael McDowell can do for you. Um, all right. I'm going to give you the guy that Cody wished that I wouldn't have taken and that is Chris Busher Not a name that anybody's going to really be after, right? It's not a sexy name. It's not a guy that everybody's talking about. It's not your Larson's. It's not your Elliott's. It's not your Almondinger, But Busher on road courses this year alone. Look out, right? Coda, eh, we could toss that out, 21st. Uh, but then he finished second at Sonoma, sixth at Road America, 10th on the Indy road course, ninth at Watkins Glen. I don't... Do very good math, but that's four top tens in a row on road courses this season. Not bad for a Chris Buescher. What did he do last year here? Well, he finished third, so he's actually gotten something figured out over the last five or six races here uh, on road courses. And his price right now is seventy eight hundred dollars. It's I mean, draft or a DK figured this out, or, or the the DFS gods figured this out, and now they're pricing him as such. Um, but still, seventy eight hundred dollars where the type of finishes for three top ten, uh, four top ten finishes in a row for Chris Busher is actually not bad. And, again, I'm, I'm talking Chris Busher and it, that 17 car is not necessarily one that people are going to be focused on. So that's going to give you an opportunity, I think, to, uh, to differentiate yourself. So, um, yeah, I mean, I know you are going to make a case for him too, so uh, expound on our Chris Busher love for this week.
1: Well, first of all, it's Christopher Busher. okay? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Dale Earnhardt Jr. officially renamed him, which his mother was happy with. So it's Christopher now. He won a race as Christopher. I think he's going to keep it. But, uh, no, I mean, he's just just been really good at at road courses this year. I mean, 21st at Coda, open the season, that was an okay finish. But Sonoma, he finished second place, uh, had a chance, I think, to run Suarez down in that race, sixth place at Road America, a tenth at the Indy road course. And if I remember correctly, that is the race where his car was on fire on pit road. And he still ended up coming back and finishing 10th. So pretty decent. And then again, a ninth at Watkins Glen. So the last four of the five road courses in the top 10, not a guy you ever thought of when you thought of road courses before, but he's proven this year. He's been very solid in that 17 car. I know they didn't make the playoffs, but they've found some speed. They found some momentum. He won the race at Bristol. Actually, just out people and won the race. Not, you know, not a fog shortened race, not fuel mileage, not like just won the race flat out on speed and ability. He can do it. We've seen some speed from the six car get in the pole the next weekend. Um, I, th- I think it was at Kansas or wherever it was the next weekend. But that team has gotten some speed. They've got some momentum. And Christopher Busher has been doing well. And I don't think that's going to stop now. And the way he's done at road courses this year, especially uh this is the play for me and like you said this was the one that you stole from me i was going to put him in there i started typing his name i saw you already had it i thought about just leaving it because i like him that much where we could both give the play but i figured i'd give out mcdowell as well because i think he's another great play but uh but love me some Christopher Busher this weekend.
0: Yep, Christopher Busher is the uh, I think cheat code to be honest with you because I don't know that a lot of people cuz most people are just going to look back at what he's done lately. You know, the 25th at Talladega, the 30th in Texas. Uh, yeah, he won Bristol, but people can easily dismiss that. 15th at Kansas, 26th at Darlington, 27th at Daytona. Yeah, it's easy to look at that and say, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to pick Chris Busher because when you look at it in the in the uh, DFS version, it's like 17 points, negative two points, and then all of a sudden, boom, 134 points. You're like, oh, where'd that come from? And then he goes back to twenty-third, eight or 23 points, 18 points, negative two points, 33 points. The average NASCAR DFS player is going to look at that and go, yeah, I'm staying completely away from that. But they're not going to dig deep enough to understand that at road courses, as a top 10 driver, um, he's definitely gotten you a, a decent amount of, of points in those. So, uh, you don't be that person. You figure out that a 33 points at Watkins Glen is not a bad idea. Um, 44 points at Indy, obviously good for a $7,500 driver. You know, you can go back all the way to even the 39 points that he got there uh, at Road America. So, I mean, again, lots of good stuff from Chris Buescher uh, for his price at
1: $7,800, saving you a little bit. And again, I mean, seventy eight hundred, and that that's you know kind of our lowest plays is, is him and McDowell at seventy three. So you can squeeze if you if you choose between Elliott and Larson, you pick one of those guys. Then you throw in the Cindric, you throw in the Almendinger, and then you go with the Busher, the McDowell. That that leaves you still sixty three hundred, and there's still some decent options down there. And most glaring to me, it would be Todd Golan at fifty seven hundred. So this is just kind of the, the area where a lot of people skip over because you get, you know, two high-priced guys, then you grab a mid-tier or two, and then you got to go to the bottom of the barrel. You don't necessarily need to do that as much this weekend. And there's some names down there. You know, we've we've got some guys that are that are, you know, only racing on road courses or kind of, you know, special racers or whatever, and the Lawrence Hesmonds and Williams and Daniel Kavat and Rockefeller and Daly, none of those guys are really are doing what they need to do for me. I don't think we saw it at was a Watkins Glen where we had a couple of those guys run, and um, was it Kavat that was running really well in that race? I think it was the other F1 guy. I can't think of his name. It was right the other F1 head, guy. But, yeah, yeah, but he, he was running well and then had an issue, end up in the wall. These guys just aren't used to these big heavy stock. I mean, a guy like Connor Daly. A great IndyCar racer, yes, but IndyCar and NASCAR are two very, very different things. F1 and NASCAR, two very, very different things. I'm not going to mess around with those guys um, too much. I mean, I might throw them in a lineup here or two here and there just to, to try and be a little different. But you can build a pretty solid lineup. And again, it's all going to depend on starting positions and stuff too. Obviously, we don't have that info as we record this. So keep an eye on those things because, yeah, if you end up with Tyler Reddick starting 30th, you're probably going to want to play him, which means you might have to make a pivot somewhere else. But I think that, uh, that we gave out some pretty good guys to build around again, depending on where people start and all of that. Um, but yeah, I'm man, like I said, on the betting show, I'm really excited for this weekend. I think that uh, I think we, we've got a pretty good handle on uh, what we, what we expect to see after now that we're the sixth road course race into the season. I mean, there's, there's more of, this style of racing than than really anything else i mean super speedways that was our sixth race at talladega as well but there's so much chaos it's much harder to predict there but as far as road courses go we've got a big sample size in this car on these teams with how these guys are doing and i think we can use that to our advantage i concur
0: uh all right well i will give out all of the drivers that we gave out for this race uh cody started you out with chase elliott at ten thousand six hundred i gave you kyle kyle larson at ten thousand three hundred Cody followed that up with Austin Cindrick at $8,600, and I went with AJ Almendinger at $9,400. Cody gave you Michael McDowell at $7,300, and I gave you Christopher Busher at $7,800. Those are your drivers for our DFS selections. Um, I'm going to give out one more in the Discord after this, too. Uh, I found one that I, I kind of uh, I like. I dug a little bit, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw that into the Discord. So you can only get my exclusive Discord play in the discord sg.pn slash discord you like that
1: there you go i love it and that's where you can find the the five dollar contest we do every week uh so jump in on that and if you want to do some xfinity we don't have trucks this week but but i'll post those in there as well uh see if you can come take down me and uh, hard hard flex bro as well in those contests so yeah gonna be a fun weekend i'm pretty excited rod <sighs> fine i'll deposit more money in the d in the uh, dfs account and,
0: and take you guys on in xfinity then <sighs> all right. Uh, all right, Cody, as we
1: wrap things up, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yep. You can find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb, uh, share all my stuff over there. fantasy football stuff, NFL stuff, NBA stuff, a little bit of everything. F one stuff. Got an F one DFS article coming out. Um, that's going to be fun. A little, a little late night racing till like a one o'clock Eastern race on Saturday night slash Sunday morning. So, get your get your bankroll built up a little more to enter those last few uh nascar races uh in there on sunday morning but uh yeah follow me over there and again ratings and reviews help us a ton keep uh help keep this show growing and uh and sticking around indeed and again if you've made it to the end just say hey listen i've made it to the
0: end love you guys or hate you guys but i still made it to the end haha you're still listening Follow me on Twitter at Gomez. There's a link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here on the SGPN or, of course, on the Sportsbook Review where I give out my uh, NASCAR picks of the week. And, of course, in between media, we're off this week, but we'll definitely be back next week with more breakdown. (sighs) So much stuff going on. So much fun to be had still. We're still racing, folks. Still having a good time despite NFL being king. And, again, thank you guys for uh, skyrocketing this show up through the ranks. We love you. We appreciate you listening. We got a weekend of racing to enjoy. Let's go racing and let it ride.